My guest today says she doesn't know how much longer she has to live. One of her doctors has told her that she has only five years to live, out of which she has already spent one. So you could say this is a show about death, but no, it's also a show about life, the incredible life that Kemi Afolabi has lived as one of the brightest acting talent in and from Nigeria. We could talk about life because of all the people who have risen up to stand by her, to keep her alive, to keep her happy over the past one year since she was diagnosed of what some have called an incurable ailment from her daughter to her colleagues across Nollywood. Kemi Afolabi is my guest today. Now, I've wanted, she's been on my list of guests to talk to because of the incredible work she has done from Omar Kukpa to her own movies. She has been in over 100 movies. She has produced over 10. She was also, she's also an alumnus of my alma mater, uh, the Faculty of Law, the University of Lagos. But then her friends, her colleagues reached out to me and said, look, they've convinced Kemi that she needs to tell her story to the world. She needs to get more help for an ailment she's still battling with. And of course, I was very, very open to having her on this show. And I'm grateful to her for finding the courage to share the story of this grueling journey that has cost her sometimes as much as a million naira a week just to keep her life going. Today, exclusively, Kemi tells me details she hasn't shared with anybody before. She talks about the trauma that keeps her awake at night still, the pain she still has to struggle with. But in between all of it, we share the beautiful lessons that being at the edge of death have taught her how her life has gotten a new lease and we share priceless moments of laughter. Kemi Afolabi with Today Today. This year you made the, an announcement. Yes. Yeah. About your health. Yes, that's right. Um, something that, something... I can't even imagine that you have been going through. Can you can you can you share it with us? Um, yes, I can. Because I made up my mind that I'm just going to share it with my fans. Yeah. I mean, they've been there from the inception of my career. Mm. They've shared the good and the bad parts mm. with me. So I thought I hold it to them yeah. to share it with. So that's why, you know, on thirty first of December 2021, mm -hmm. I decided to just be thankful to God because we're actually getting to another year, 2022, and this is me in a new year, actually, something I thought that wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. So I was basically thanking God yeah. and in the process sharing my story just not the full story yeah. just to brush it yeah so and a lot of people were shocked that i went through something that's um terrible ter I, I don't even know what to qualify it with yeah. now so you know to think that this happened at the period in my life that I was very excited because i just moved into my home Guys. So I had a prayer, like a housewarming small thing mm. on the 24th, 
precisely of January 2021. Mm -hmm. So by 26th, I was feeling really tired. And so I thought it was, you know, moving houses and all the stress. Mm -hmm. So I just took something to, I decided to relax mm -hmm. and just chill at home. So, but it was getting bad. Like mm -hmm. I was feeling very weak and weak. So I called my doctor that I think uh, it's not just about, um, you know, tiredness and just relaxing at home. So he said to come in. Mm. So I went to the hospital. So I noticed when they were trying to take my blood sample, mm. you know, my blood was clotting. So the doctor was like, oh, what's going on? And that was it. So they tried to neutralize the blood and eventually took the blood and... You know, they could not really see what was going on. Mm -hmm. So I did a couple of tests and one thing I noticed was I was about going home mm -hmm. and that was the last of it. I could not breathe. That was what I noticed. I was really, really extremely tired and I could not breathe and that was the last of it. Last of it? Like, I, I don't... I was out. Yes, I blacked out. I was unconscious. And so, but eventually... When I woke up and I found myself at Lutz, and later I was told that from my hospital, I actually was um, rushed to Lassut. Right. From Lassut, they had no bed space, or I don't know what the story was, you know, Nigerian, you know, factor. Yeah. Then from Lassut to... Yes, yes, yes. I was from Lassut to um, Army Hospital right. at Yaba. Then from there, eventually, loot. In fact, I was told that loot that was being treated from mm -hmm. the car. Then eventually, maybe they got it. It wasn't even a space per se. You know the Nigerian factor with all these things. Yeah. But if I just had to, my family had to put me in a private ward. Mm. So for them to be able to treat me and all that. Yeah. So you were coming from the hospital back home. Yes, I right. was, yes. And then you went, you were back in the hospital. I was back in the hospital. You know, normally when they take your blood sample, you're yes. supposed to just wait for the oh, result, right? So, and that was it. So, amidst all that, I ran a lot of tests. Mm. So, think. eventually when I woke up, I was on oxygen. Right. Yes, I was on oxygen. So, I, would, I couldn't even communicate. I was, you know, doing a lot of things, writing and just writing on papers to communicate. Yeah, I couldn't yes. speak. So I, we ran a lot of tests, a whole lot of tests. For the first one to two months at Lutz, I didn't know what the problem was. Was yeah, we had run a lot, a whole lot of tests. Is there, is there tests? I don't think there's any tests in this world. I didn't, I did not do. Mm. So, but you know, they kept on different doctors. You know, kept coming. Mm. They'll be asking questions. I'll be communicating with them. I mm. write it down. How do you feel? What exactly is the problem? So I think one of the doctors, one of this doctors eventually came and he was able to actually tell me the kind of test that will run and that test they don't even do it here so you have to i think it was done at um south africa but yes they couldn't do it in nigeria i don't know what i don't know if it's the machine they don't have i don't know what the problem but it was because we had to wait for like about two weeks or thereabouts for the results before the yeah for the results to come back so eventually when I knew something was wrong because um, I had like up to like 11 to between 11 and 15 doctors when they wanted to tell me what the problem was. I just, I, you know, I, I, I even thought it was something worse than what it was, you know, because, you know, I'm an actor. So I could actually tell when the reactions on the doctor's faces. 
So eventually, um, they were asking me questions like, do I still have, do, do I still want to have more babies? Mm. Like, mm. how many kids do I have? And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So, they will ask me if I want to have more baby. I'm like, yes, I do. So, I was told that is kind of. There's a risk if I want to do that because what they're about to tell me, I'll need to stay away from a lot of things. That my life has changed forever. You can listen to the full podcast on Apple Premium. Just search with Trudy.